She is April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. Oh yeah, she'll toss you around. I showed it to Tom and he showed me his wiener, so I don't know. Hello darkness, my old friend. It's like a good skirt, short enough to keep things interesting, long enough to cover what needs to be covered. There's a reason I was a cheerleader. A sophisticated and creamy variation, one bit. No one knows what coffee is. The reading slumps. <laughs> yeah, so we've not talked about this before on the show. The thing is that it is a reality for all readers, but I am in a reading slump. Girl, same. I'm struggling. Picking up a book is hard <clears throat> right now. Yeah, well, it's the weather or if Mercury's in the microwave or what? Mercury is in the microwave for sure. So but- is the moon. I think the moon's in the dryer. <laughs> but uh, I, what it is for me is that I read so many books in a month, like mm-hmm. because I was reading for work, pod and con. I think I read 31 books. Yeah, it was too many. It was too many. It was way too many. Too so many. Um, I'm tired and I don't want to read. I mean, can you blame you? Your brain's exhausted. Yeah, but the problem is that we put out an episode a week. So I don't really have a choice. Like, I have to read or we don't have an episode. I mean, we're taking it. You're taking a time out, which is good. I'm having my friend Leslie from Texas is going to be joining me in June. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. The first episode in June, I'm going to take a break. This will be my first time taking a break. Um, I'm not worried at all. I will not ruin the podcast without you. (laughs) I mean, if you do, then we get a permanent break. (laughs) (laughs) And just like that, no more book besties. (laughs) No more book besties. (laughs) Uh, no, I, I trust you to do it and I'm excited to have Leslie, uh, be a part of yeah. it because she's a big fan of the show and yeah, and um, I mean, we've been friends with her for a while now because of, uh, our reading group and yeah, I don't know her other than outside of the reading group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but she does our book club with us and, um, she's a fan of the pod. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to her about this book too. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think it'll be good. Uh, last week, I put the June reads on our Instagram. So Last week, I fell. You fell again? I tripped over my friend's step. Yes, but and you I, didn't break both of your legs this time. No, um, <clears throat> I went to catch myself on the house because, you know, the house is the most stable thing. Why wouldn't the house catch me? So I went forward with the house. And my arm and my shoulder and my elbow stayed on the house. And the rest of Molly went that way. So this shoulder, like, I feel like I hyperextended it. Like, my shoulder, my elbow, like, my thumbs even hyperextended. <laughs> I sprained are, like this. Just you are a mess. my ribs hurt. And <laughs> you are a mess. I told Matt, I go, I'm not, I, I got one more fall. Then I'm going back to PT because I know one more fall's coming. Let's just prepare for it because we know what's going to happen. You need to be careful. I, need I can't careful. have you broken. I know. Then I won't get my break in June. You're going to get your break in June. 
But let's but that's about- what you said in April. And then you got sick. I got sick. <laughs> that is that is that is true. So that is true. Um, but no the reason my reading slump is this book we are talking about this week. Boom. Legends and Lattes. Legends this and Lattes. Book broke my brain. I do think that this book contributed to it. I, it, yeah, let's just, just, let's talk about it. Okay. So let's do my synopsis. I like your Twilight shirt. I never got one when it was popular, you know, because I was like, I'm a grown woman. I'm not supposed to have a Twilight shirt. And, um, so now you're wearing it ironically. Now I'm wearing it because I don't fucking care what people think. That's, That's cool. I made one that said team Edward. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. I got this in the men's section at Target because nice Target. Okay, my synopsis. In a magical D and D realm where orgs, orcs, and wizards live, we meet Viv on the day of her very last battle. She seems she see she has realized. Oh my god, I can't talk. See, she has realized that. She has never known anyone in her field who has made it to old age. And she's decided to make a career change so she can. With all her earthling savings, she makes her way to Thun. Thun? T-H-U-N-E. That sounds right. Thun. Where she will create the first coffee shop. The problem. No one knows what coffee is. In this magical story, we have fire, food, and fun. Let's settle down, listen to the loop player, grab a pastry, and talk about legends and lattes. All right. Um, first things first, uh, this is a audiobook narrator turned author. Travis Baldry. He he's even narrating his own book, but I absolutely loved this touch. What did you think? Did you listen to the audiobook? I did the audiobook um, as I tend to do when you are um, the lead. And grown up, yeah. I loved it. He is a fantastic audiobook narrator. He I was is. actually this morning looking at the other books that he's narrated, which I've never heard of any of them, but they're Me all either. fantasy. So, um, but he's got a, his catalog is deep. Yeah. He wrote this book as a NaNoWriMo re, uh, write in 2021. So, you know what? and this was, self, this, this was self-published. Published. And Kendall Unlimited is causing this change in the publishing market yeah. where people are becoming famous through the bookstagram and the book talks. Mm-hmm. Um for the readers that use Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, and then publishing companies are going, hey, Look you know this. what? We could publish yeah. that. And we could we could make that happen. Right. And so then that's what's been happening. There are actually several books like that. Um, and uh, I don't even think, this isn't even the first one we've read like that. The first one no. we read like that was uh, Ice Planet Barbarians. Wasn't, uh no. Station Eleven was NaNoWriMo and self-published. No, it wasn't. Was it Station Eleven? Night Circus. Night Circus. I don't think so. It might have been NaNoWriMo, but I it don't. 
it was not self-published because this that book came out um before kindle unlimited i think okay it was written for NaNoWriMo. but she it did. wasn't it wasn't self-published no it wasn't self-published no but um I was talking about the self-published becoming traditionally published. And yeah. we did Ice Planet Barbarians like that. We sure did. And, and if you read the author's note in the book, because I have the physical copy and you have the physical copy. I know you're not big on reading the author's note, but I will tell you, because I don't think you know this since you listened to the book. This book has an additional chapter in it called Pages to Fill. Yeah. Um, so he talks about in here how... Um, basically it's self-published. He had, he says legends lattes was originally a self-published title sent into the world with zero expectations, which due to the enthusiasm and efforts of a startling number of people has now transformed into a new incarnation. So he basically put this out there, zero expectations. Mm -hmm. The book talkers and bookstagrammers were like, this book is amazing. And then he gets traditionally published and becomes a New York Times bestseller. He's fantastic. It's fantastic, isn't it? I have to say, I really love the way that indie publishing um, has changed. Uh, there are so many more ways to get published now as an author. Right. right. Um, when I first started, like, really digging into it and first started, like, trying to get my work out there, if you wanted to self-publish independently, yeah. you had to go through, like, these companies and they would charge you a shit ton of money. Yeah. And it it felt very much like, which I got sucked into, LuLaRoe. It felt like an MLM, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm yeah. not doing this. Well, but, and I feel like self-publishing was a dirty word. Yes, like, it was for a is, long time. The goal is traditionally published. And I mean, that's still the goal is to because, be traditionally published. But, because it looks like you're being recognized by the world with traditional publishing. Right. But self-published authors were getting zero recognition. Um, now we have self-published authors. Fine print. That's another one that was yeah. self-published that's been traditionally published. Um, and we liked that a lot. Ice Planet a Barbarians, lot. we were kind of like... Uh, I mean, it's Ice Planet Barbarians. Everybody... I posted a, a TikTok about, about that this week. They too. love it. Yeah. I showed it to Tom and he showed me his wiener. So I don't know. I was like, that's I mean, not really what I was doing. You going literally for. say in the video, show me your show wiener. Me your husband just did as you requested. I know. That's what he said. I was like, I really wasn't asking you to do that. So. He's anyway. a very literal man. Yes. Very literal man. Yes. But anyway, I think. Um, so there is a series that is self-published on Kindle. I assume it's on Kindle Unlimited, but it, I read it before Kindle Unlimited existed. Mm -hmm. I bought them each of the uh, ebooks for like I don't know three or four dollars a piece, and it's called the it's called Born series. And I want to say it's by Tara Brown, maybe. Hang on, I need to look this up. Yeah, I figure out where I am. Tara Brown. And if you are a reader of post-apocalyptic series, if you like post-apocalyptic and you have Kindle Unlimited or you have a Kindle, I, there are four books in the series. I read all of them in just a few weeks. It is really good. Damn. And that's one that, like, honestly, I'd love to see it be traditionally published so that I could put it on my trophy. Did you love it that so. much? It was really good. Hmm. Um, 
it's like before um the walking dead was uh-huh. made it has those vibes nice so there's zombies and there's you know the humans that survived the plague and um all that jazz there's a love triangle and it's brothers and i don't know it it just was really good it was good i got you i feel like she wrote that book too soon right because she was ahead of her time with supernatural with kindle unlimited yeah she probably would have hit the mark she was way ahead of her time yeah. Sorry, that was way off track. I just okay. really am excited that authors have more of a way of being Sweet read. Me too. The- However, with that said. It's still hard. <laughs> time out. Timing out. This book, Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Uh-huh. I have not read it yet. But look how monster thick this book is. It is monstrously thick. So this was a self-published Kindle Unlimited book that got uh-huh. traditionally published after it, you know, picked up traction. Right. It is 500, almost 550 pages, 547 wow. pages, because Kindle Unlimited pays you by page. Damn. So. Um, is there just shit ton of blank pages in there? No. But that's also why. Like, <laughs> I would just be like. Space bar. <laughs> That's also why, like, the fine print is so long, too. Yeah. So, I mean, fine print was good, though. Yeah, but there were definitely scenes that could have been cut. And absolutely. Um, a, a special guest we'll be having on in July, um, Heather from Bookables, she did a review on this one and she said, on things we never got over, and she said that it was too long. She liked it, but like it was unnecessarily long. Yeah. And, and that's. That's the reason why. I think Legends and Lattes is in the sweet spot. It's short it's enough perfect. to keep it interesting. It's like a good skirt. Short enough to keep things interesting. Long enough to cover what needs to be covered. Oh, I don't like skirts, but... You didn't even like my joke? I, I mean, your joke's perfect. Your analogy's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I just don't like skirts. I love skirts. I wear skirts a lot. That's like my jam. Skirts. I, if I put one on, I'm like, why are my... Like showing, but if I wear is a lot of skirts with knee high socks and um, leggings occasionally. Um, right now, it's Please. it's knee high socks because it's too hot for leggings. Um, Molly will wear shorts of any length, but putting a skirt on Molly is not happening. I love skirts. I prefer them to shorts. I prefer shorts. I gotta move. You know. Be ready for activities. I just put my chub rub between my legs because I do not have thigh gap. Put that on so the friction doesn't cause, you know. Yeah. You want another question? (laughs) We barely talked about this book. I feel like we're back to our old selves where we're 15 minutes in before we've actually talked about the fucking novel. Look, here's the problem with this book. I love this book. I'm sad that I never get to reread this book. You can reread that book a million times. You own it. But, like, I don't you get read it the for the first, first, time? first time again, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't explain why I love it. Okay, Molly, I, I'm i going to skip ahead to you usually ask me my Goodreads rating, right? Yeah. I'm skipping ahead. I gave this a four out of five stars, but uh-huh. I literally wrote on Goodreads, I don't know why. Can someone <laughs> please tell me why I like this book? It's like a warm cup of coffee. There's You're zero point to this literally- book. There, it's literally sitting in a warm den. 
Yeah. And we're just listening. It's it's a fireside chat. There's no plot. Story. There's no plot. Okay. Let's Why did I like it? I don't Why know. did Let's I like it? it? So this pulled right from the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have orcs, we have we have um succubists, we have humans, we have bards. I mean, we have all the things. Mm-hmm. Have you played? Are you a D&D girl? Do you have a D10 right. so, or D20 somewhere flopping so, around? So, my husband loves D&D. Tom loves D&D. No! <laughs> this is surprising information for me. He has been a DM. He's played with other DMs. When he was underway um, on one of the boats that he was stationed on one of the cutters he was stationed on uh-huh. um they would all play magic and D. like and i'm like the coast guard awesome. made of nerd people and he's like yeah absolutely who do you think's in the coast guard i don't know it's not the high school quarterback well it could be <laughs> i don't know anyway um have you met me molly yes obviously think about our friend group back in houston yeah, but I knew people from our friend group back in Houston, and I know people from Cleveland when we were stationed there, and I know people here, and they're not all like that. They're all nerds. They're a variation of nerds. Okay. Well, anyway, so Tom wanted me to play. He had taught me how to play magic. I thought I was very good at magic, but no. it turns out that he just built a deck that was unbeatable and then had me play that one. So I was thinking, man, I'm amazing at this. And then when I met He's him, like, no. When he I met his best friend, you. Jeremy, he was like, were you playing with the elf deck? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're not good at magic. <laughs> I was like, okay. Tom made you good at magic. Right. <laughs> so that, did summer, that, that first summer that we were in Houston, when uh-huh. I was still not actually staying right. um tom was like let's play D D. i'll teach you how to play and i was like okay cool so he was at work and i spent the day <clears throat> um creating a character he had given me all the manuals mm-hmm. and all the things i spent literally hours creating the perfect okay character. he came home we're gonna play D. he set up the scenario there is some sort of monster, I don't remember what kind, mm-hmm. that is chained up and there's an arena and this is backstage and I'm there. What do I do with the, what do I do? And I was like, I free the monster because my character was someone that cared about creatures. That was like my personality. And the monster ate you? I died on the first roll. So I have claimed and and held to that I will never play D&D again because I spent so much time creating that character <gasps> and died on the first move. That just that whole story makes me think of um Big Bang Theory where Raj gets killed and he's like, "Oh, oh, girls night." <laughs> <laughs> But so I think it was really disappointing to Tom because he didn't want me to die. No, he wanted you to love it. And that really deterred. Right. But that's how the fates roll, man. Sometimes you get a nat 20 and sometimes you get eaten by the monster. Dude, I understand. But still, it was the principle of the matter. Also, I, uh, I was a really cute girl and he was my boyfriend. He should have like let me roll again or something. Come on. You let the cute girl win. That's not how any of this works. No, it's not. That's not how any of this works. 
You want to hear a funny story? That's a side story. Sure. One time, um, this was also before we were married. Tom wanted to play strip poker. Okay. Okay. He wanted us to play strip poker. Uh I think his goal was that I would lose and be there naked and he could look at the naked girl. I kicked his ass. (laughs) I'm really good at card games because like, that's what I grew up doing, playing Euchre and playing Pinochle. Like that's what we do in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. So I kicked his ass and he was like, not happy. This is not how things were supposed to go. (laughs) That's not how any of this works. He says, (laughs) but it was really funny. So no, I do not play D and D. Um, however, I do support people who play D and D. We're going to have a D and D play uh, program at the library where I work That's this awesome. summer. Um, Tom, like I said, he has a virtual D and D group that he's DMing for. Um, we bought this board game called um, Munchkin no Monsters or something like that, which is like a kids version of D and D. That's unplugged, but it gets them kind of working towards that. Um, And uh, I've played that with the boys and Tom and, and, and that was cool. Um, And I, I may play again someday. Like, like I play Pokemon because that's what my boys want to do. But you are a boy mom. I am hashtag boy mom, but I right now am sticking to, I will never play again. That's solid. I, I grew up playing off and on. Like, yeah, that doesn't I, surprise me. Shocking, right? Um, shocking. But I was the pretty girl, you know, in the Coast Guard. So they didn't ask me to play because they didn't know I was a nerd before. Mm. So, like, they didn't know me before boobs. So anytime boys see me and they see boobs, they go, she can't be nerd. Right. She has a C-cup. So... Mm. That kind of was the end of that for me. Well, people don't question my nerddom because I'm literally a librarian. Librarian, yeah. I don't look like I would be a nerd. I look like an earhead, which is valid. I don't think you look like an earhead. I also don't really think you look like a nerd either. You definitely look like the cool girl. Would I have said you were a cheerleader? No. Because you've seen me fall too many times. You're not coordinated. I don't know how you were a cheerleader. That's because you went to that small ass school. You went to a bigger school where they had girls who were coordinated. You're not a cheerleader, Molly. I am. I'll t- I have stories. I have stories. I will tell you later. So um, <laughs> we'll talk about it off pot. <laughs> There's a reason I was a cheerleader. Um, before we get into the main story, I want to talk about Viv. We get a glimpse of her life as a warrior. Does this mean she is a heroine or does this book make her one later? Um, I don't know that being a warrior made her a heroine because um, it's not like she was fighting for a good cause, which I she feel a like sword for hire. Right. And I don't think that makes you a hero. No, um, it just makes you good at fighting. Right. Um, but uh, I don't even think that she's the hero of this story. Mm-mm. I think the hero of this story is a combination of Roan. Oh, I think it's the town like that came around her. Okay, I'll go with the town. But I was going to say Roan and the succubus. What's her name? Yeah. um, Tandry. Tandry. They are the heroes of the story. 
You think so? I think so. Okay. They help Viv. Right. They do. They help her build and then rebuild. That's true. Although, I don't know that the point of the story is that there's a hero. No. There's no point to the story. It's Seinfeld. Just in Why do I like it? I don't, I don't know. Why do people watch Seinfeld for like 12 plus years? I didn't, so I don't really know. I've seen Seinfeld here and there, and I remember watching the series finale because that was like such a big deal, but what the fuck are you doing? I'm doing my Elaine dance. I would have never known that's what that was, but it does look like it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. we, we did a, at one of the libraries where I worked, the adult services team did a, um, festivus program uh-huh. and they made like buttons and things and one of them said sponge worthy <laughs> and nice. that's what i always remember about elaine <laughs> sponge worthy sponge worthy um viv used all kinds of magic to set up and maintain the shop do you think this is always the magic or do you think viv got lucky I have another question about the stone I want to talk about directly, but... I don't, I don't understand the question. So, like, she used... Because she didn't use magic to set up the shop. She used the divining rod to find the the place. She used the scalvert stone to secure it. She, you know, she was using different types of magic throughout. When okay, the bard so come in, came I in... Thought- Sorry, when the ahead. bard came in, he realized the Skelvert Stone was drawing him there, and he did a protection spell over the Skelvert Stone to protect it. Like, there was little bits of magic throughout to protect I that thought place. that all of this was the Skelvert Stone. I didn't know that there was a, a pointer thing, too. I guess I was oh, yeah. going that. Um, it was in the very beginning, like yeah. the, 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 the divining rod. Because Viv doesn't have magic. No. She's not no. a magical She's not a magical creature. person. Right. I think it was more luck. I think she didn't realize. I think she was hoping the Skelvert Stone would do what the Skelvert Stone did. But mm-hmm. I don't think. I think it was more Viv's luck and Viv being Viv that brought people in. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I do think so. I think it was. Um, you know what? I'm going to try this thing. Take the leap. This yeah. is what I'm going to do. I want more. I don't think she could have done it at all without Tandry. No. Or, I mean, honestly, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the characters and who was in her life. Okay. So, um, characters we loved. I'm going to go through the list and then we can talk about them. Okay. We had Cal Calamity. He was the carpenter hob who helped her build and upgrade the shop. That's who I was thinking of, not Rune. Who's Rune? I don't know. I don't either. Tandry, a succubus former student who came to the city to learn. She's also an artist. Um, Hemington, who is the human student who is also like the ma- magician mage mm-hmm. who cast the spell to kind of help mm-hmm. like the warning bells. Amity, who is the dire cat who comes and goes when he, she slash pleases. It seems mm-hmm. to have Thimble, a rat can maker who is just spectacular Pendry, our bar, who plays the most interesting music. And, um, of course, we have, like, the local gang and then her former crew. But I think these were the people that were most important to her. What mm-hmm. do you think? Yeah. 
So did you have a favorite in these characters or did you think anyone specific was more important in this story? I think Cal and Tandry were probably my favorites. Um, I think that in Viv's world, they are her family. Yes. And they are what is keeping her afloat. I get it that the Ratkin is like the baker. Uh, I have a phobia to mice. And so I did not like the idea that a rat was making food. Yeah. I was very grossed out by that. Literally any other creature. Yeah. I would have been Ratkin. Not that. I get that. Um, but to be honest with you, I sort of feel like Viv entered this foolishly. Oh, yeah. Just like, it was basically like d and I'm going to roll this dice and hope that it's, you know, a good roll so yeah. I can open a coffee shop. I mean, that's how she, I mean, that's how she got her, her, her sword. That's how she got the bloodstone. Right. It's just life is luck and swinging right. an axe, right? But cow. And Tandry mm-hmm. actually makes shit happen. They do. They do. Because they didn't live life by the sword. No. They had to live life on their skills. And right. that's something she's never had to learn before. So she is learning right. a new way of life that they she's never lived before. Right. Yeah. I liked the dire cat. Um I thought it was cute. See, this is where, for me, as somebody that doesn't do D&D and doesn't know a lot of this D&D stuff, I didn't uh-huh. know what the fuck a dire cat was. Well, and every... I had to look it up because I didn't yeah. know what it was. And his description of a dire cat can be different, you know? Some dungeon masters prefer a more aggressive variation. And the one he has on his website, which I will share in the links... Looks more of like a derpy eagle and a puppy together, you know? Like I kept thinking of the Cheshire cat. Yeah. That's all I could picture. Yeah. And see, and that's where someone like that reads this that doesn't have that background, that's where you're at the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely, um, a, now that this is, a tr- now that this is traditionally published, mm-hmm. a little story. Beginner's Guide to Dungeons and Dragons would have been yeah. really great in the front. Like, yeah. hey, get to know get to know your, your world. You know what I mean? This right. is what this is. This is what this is. Like, a co- right. if he keeps doing this, that would be a good idea, especially for those fans outside of this world. I love that idea. That's a really great idea and a good point. And so my husband actually read this as well. Um, I do too. Cool. He occasionally reads books that we read for pod. Um, and we make him do Tom takes, but he did not like this. Book. I I wondered if he was going to like it or not. He didn't like it because he thought it was pointless. I thought it was pointless, it. but somehow still liked it. Um, I think <laughs> one thing he did like was the dire cat. Yeah. So. Okay. So let's talk about the pointlessness of it before I move on in the questions. I, I didn't make this a question, but let's make it a question. This book seems to, well, it has a story. It doesn't have a story. Mm-hmm. And everyone I've spoken to, they've either not liking it because it didn't have a story or loved it because it didn't have a story. Right. So for me personally, the reason I love this is we just came out of heavy reading, heavy work. A lot mm-hmm. of heavy stuff had happened. Yes. This was like sitting down with a warm blanket on a rainy day and just zoning out and not doing anything. Yes. This was... 
a comfort read for me. This was like visiting old friends. But this, I had never it was a palate cleanser. It was. It was spectacular and perfect. And it was just yeah. what we needed and when we needed it, you know? Right. Yeah. And it didn't bring me out of my reading slump. It caused me to go further in it because Same. I enjoyed it so much. And I was um, like, I, I literally had like, I was like, hello, darkness, my old friend. I'm like, just looking out the window. I'm like, I'm never going to want to read another book again. I mean... <laughs> The thing is that I don't know how you make it more of a plot because if you dig down deep, there is a story here, right? The story is Vib retired. She started this coffee shop. She's got this group of friends, new friends that are helping her. Someone is jealous, burns the place down, and the community rebuilds. Rallies around her, yeah. Rallies around her. So that is the story, right? It is a feel-good story. Fantastic. But that's not the main focus. No. And it, I don't know. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I need someone to tell me why I like this book, Molly, because I don't know why. Maybe I'm we'll figure excited. it out with this next book that's about a bookstore. What? He's got a new book coming out, and it's about a bookstore. <sighs> Wait, there's a prequel to this book. That was not, I did not mean to, my bell's right here. I did not mean to bell. <laughs> oh, I want the fans to see something. Yay, Molly brought her bell back. I remembered. I even texted okay. April. I was like, my bell's back in my office. Okay, so anyway, I he has a prequel to this book, too. He does. But the new one that's coming out is about a bookstore? Yeah. It's called, um, let me look. Uh, let me pull this up. Travis. Give him a second. He's slow today. So, books. Oh no, come on. It was on the website. I saw it the other day. It's like. Bookshops and Bone Dust. But that there is you the go. prequel. That's the prequel. Aw, oh, damn. Okay. Well, there's the answer to that then. Um, Let me just go into the next question then. Viv's old crew seems to be keep popping up more than she'd like. Mm-hmm. Was Fenis Fenis a good Fenis. foil for her in this story? Was he what? A good foil for her in this story? Okay. Okay. I'm going to say no. And you know why? There is literally no motivation. I get it that he wants the Scalver Stone, but why? What does he need it for? You what? know what it reminded me? He reminded what, me what of? What did he need it for? And also... They were friends, and then all the crew is like, yeah, he was always a problem. Like, what the hell? Right. No indication of that. You know who he reminded me of? Who? And this is going to make no sense. Randall from Monsters, Inc. I can't explain why, but they're exactly the same. I think he sort of reminds me of Schmidt from <laughs> Oh, no. See, like, Fennis is more villainous. Shit. I don't think Schmidt's a villain. Schmidt doesn't know why he does the shit that he does. Schmidt's an idiot. Not a bad guy. All right. That's fair. <laughs> the Skelvert Stone is the reason Fennis keeps coming back. Do you think this? it's the center of our magic in Legends and Lattes? Or do you think they don't know what they have 
and they're just dumbasses. They clearly don't know what they have because they end up finding out from the gnome. The the chick that runs the gang. Was right? That who told, no, I think it was the gnome, the the old guy who was playing uh, chess against himself. Oh yes, yes, he, yes. He reveals that the Scalvertstone um was a part of this long fable. Right. And basically, yes, it gives you what you need, but not in the way you expect. It's more of a meeting point. Mm-hmm. It's more of a drawing. It draws the people you need to it, right? Kind of thing. It gave Viv a family and safety and comfort and a place to call home. And that's so, what she truly needed. It gives you what you truly need, right? Yeah. So Finnis, I don't know what he's going to get. Swift kick in the ass, I hope. Thrown into the fires of hell. I don't know. Um, I just got really tired. I know. I'm exhausted. Um, <laughs> and it's like 10, it's 11 o'clock on Saturday and we're like sitting here half asleep. Um, I did write a question about this, but Viv's ad, and I actually kept pulling the book out so I could see it. Every time they added to the menu Mm -hmm. was so freaking cute because, um, so if I'm going to read, I'm on page 75 for those following along at home, playing the home (laughs) game. So this reads grand opening legends and lattes. Try the exotic Gnomus sensation, free samples, limited edition. Now, she had got like a chalkboard and stuff, but they keep adding to it as they go. Mm-hmm. And the longer we're in the story, the more they add, right? Yeah. And it's there are just... some parts that don't change. No. So here, here is the last one, which is, which is uh, 242. Legends and Lattes reestablish November... 1386 grand reopening menu coffee exotic aroma and rich full-bodied roast half bit latte a sophisticated and creamy variation one bit any drink iced a refined twist add half a bit cinnamon roll heavenly frosted cinnamon pastry four bits thin bits crunchy nut and fruit delicacies it's um biscotti two bits midnight crescents which is just chocolate croissants. Chocolate croissants. Buttery fold over with a sinful center. Four bits. Inquire about traveling mugs. What flames could not consume never shall be extinguished. I fucking love that so much. I did too. So, did too. um, so spoiler alert. Finnis burns the shop down to get the Scalvert Stone. Yes, he does. Um, and then everyone comes back. Everyone that's gotten to know Viv and love her comes back to help her rebuild. Now, we know now that this wasn't the Scalvert Stone. The reason they came back was Viv, right? But do you think that there is a touch of magic in this when it, like, residual? Or do you think that the magic was Viv? It's found family trope. Mm-hmm. It's not about the stone. It's about found family. It's about Honestly, Viv. it never was. No, it never oh, was. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay, this is what we were talking about. Well, I can't name why this story sat with me for so long. For me, bleh. Well, I cannot (laughs) name why this story sat with me for a long while after, giving me a major book hangover. We normally get, we don't get this big emotional books or big endings in series. Like, that's why we usually get them. Mm -hmm. What do you think makes this like that? Because we don't get book hangovers. Like, we got a book hangover when we finished Twilight for the first time. We got a book hangover when we finished 
the the selection. You know what I mean? That was a book hangover. Mm-hmm. But this felt the same for me. I've got to be honest with you, Molly. I don't know that this book caused my book hangover so much as all of the reading that I had to do prior to this. And then it was just kind of like this was comfortable and now I don't want to move on to something else. But actually the book that we're reading for next week um, is also comfortable. So I'm, yeah, I'm really, I was really sad when that was over. Yeah, I enjoyed I, that a lot. I'm thinking it'll pull me out of the book hanger, hangover and I'll be back to normal again, which is probably good, but I'm still taking a week off in June. Do it. Um, Do it. I don't, I don't know how to answer this question. I don't either. Because I don't know what I liked about this book. It's you guys one, it's answer one I would this definitely question. read again and again. I don't know why. Right. Tell us why. Why Tell does this why. ain't nothing but a honey? Right, we're not doing this again. <laughs> um, but seriously, tell me. Tell me. What is the magic that is this book, guys? Books that give me book hangovers tend to be heavy books. So Turtles All the Way Down by John Green gives me a book hangover. Yeah, um, I would definitely give you It a Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover gave me a book hangover. Um, um Station 11. Andy Weir. Andy Weir gave me a book hangover. Andy. Oh, man. Andy Weir gives you a I need Andy Weir to write another book. Right. We're behind. We haven't had one in a season. Well, we have another one by him that we haven't read yet. So we could throw that into season five. I'm not saying that book, but we'll talk about it. Oh, you've already read it? Yeah. I haven't read it. Um, Andy Weir is top shelf sci-fi. Right over there. Andy Weir. Sci-fi. So the only storyline I think we missed is the one about the local gangs. They at first try to squeeze Viv for money, but they eventually turn to help her. Why do you think this is? Do you think it was because she just hated Finnis, or do you really think it was the draw of Viv? I think this was an unnecessary story. I think pick one. You either do... You either do the Finnis story or you do the gangs, but you don't need both. Yes. 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 Especially how, I mean, this isn't, I mean, this is a light book, but it's not a light book. For mm-hmm. as short this book was, mm-hmm. we didn't need two foils. Right. Like the villain trying to squeeze money out of them. Fine. Right. I honestly think Finnis was good. I think Finnis was a great foil for this book and we didn't need her, but mm-hmm. I see why the author did it i see why he travis chose to do this because of it's it's gone it's just the words are gone that's okay um i have to um criticize and call out my husband right now oh boy so i was enjoying this book and Tom had already read it and I'm telling him some things about it. And he's like, you can't predict how this book is going and I, are going to end. And I was like, no, because there's really like no plot. I'm really dis- difficult. And he's like, he's like, well, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious that they were like going to burn down the shop. And I was like, spoiler alert. Like they burned down the shop. And he's like, you haven't gotten to that part yet. And I'm like, Motherfucker. <laughs> so then he tried to like play it off like he's like, like it's he not that big of a deal it's okay he's sort of like making up other things and he's like i'm just kidding april that doesn't happen and so when they burned the place down i texted and i was like motherfucker you're such a liar you ruined it 
<laughs> you let her love for and die! <laughs> and then he's like, you do spoilers on your podcast, like, every week. And I'm like, yeah, but people know that. I was not expecting you to spoil it for me. People choose our spoilers. We <laughs> warn them. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm guilty of texting you spoilers, assuming you're ahead of me. I am guilty of it. I have done it. You have. I have done it. Yeah, I you assume you're always it too. And I was like, damn it, Molly. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. I just assume you're ahead of me. I just always assume. Well, it's rolling on summer, so please don't assume that anymore because sure, summers sure, at the library are our busiest season, and I will be. Also, side note: Katie and I are doing Nurse Katie and I are doing Smut Girl Summer. So, in addition to pod books, I will be reading smut books with Katie. I love and, it. And this is what she said to me: She's like, if I have to read Grumpy Sunshine for you, then you have to read Faye and Princess for me. And I was like, oh, twist my arm. I like that too. <laughs> and now she knows and she's going to make you read something else. <laughs> you just told on yourself. I don't care. It's nah. still Grumpy Sunshine. The evil fae king and the beautiful princess is still Grumpy Sunshine. They're just not human. How's that different? Still Grumpy awesome. Sunshine. Um, good reads. April Final Thoughts. Anything I missed? I, like I said, I gave it a four. I don't know why. I cannot... I cannot explain it. I don't know why I like this book. Um, There was zero people banging in it. Although we kind of do get uh, the idea that Tandry and Viv may have a thing. And that Viv... I mean, they they get their own bedrooms. Yeah, but Viv has definitely had a relationship with one of her crewmates as well. Yeah. And and bounced on that one. female so anyway i thought it was gonna have that in it and when i was telling tom i was kind of bummed about that he's like do you really want orcs having sex in a book and i was like i don't care i, I he's need, like i don't he's trying to prepare you. he's trying to prepare you i don't think you're ready for orc sex i mean probably not but look viv on the cover she's hottie that's a hot she orc right there she is fantastic she's a beautiful orc Oh yeah, she'll toss you around. She gonna she That's gonna be mommy from you, Molly. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else. Uh, you want to talk about next week? Yes. So next week we are reading this book, "Well Met" by Jen DeLuca, which is the first book in a standalone series, the "Well Met" series. Um, and then we will jump to June. Um, next week we'll also show off all of the June books, um, but they already are on our social media. So you can follow us there. Um, and, uh, that's all I have. I got shit. We'll see you guys next time. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on book besties. Don't forget to like, and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was legends and lattes by Travis Baldry. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, www.bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.